You're listening to the Homeboys Podcast, recorded in our Indiana office and with combined 40 years of experience. Here's your hosts, Clint and Scott. What is up, everybody? You're with the Homeboys. We are thankful that you're joining us today. We are talking about this crazy <laughs> real estate market and everything that is going on. It's kind of hard uh, to explain. We've never seen a market this red hot before. It's been a fun ride, sometimes a challenging ride, but today we're going to break into some of the reasons for that, and we're, uh, again, we're excited to have you. As always, I'm here with my very talented co-host, Mr. Scott Adams. How are you, my friend? I couldn't be better. Couldn't be better. How are you doing? I'm good. The the weather's broken a little bit in Indianapolis. The sun's out. Yeah. We've unthawed. It's pretty... uh, yeah, you know, I like to fish, obviously, and I have received three separate phone calls today all about fishing. That's when I know the weather is broken. It's time, man. People, people are itching to it's, get out and it is on. get get that sunshine. It is on. I was in southern Indiana yesterday looking at a couple of our commercial projects and taking my mother to the doctor right. at the same time, which was awesome. Um, but uh, it was great to be out, and yeah. uh, I don't know, we kind of haven't been out in the field much because of the of the weather here lately yeah I'm, I'm tired of being cooped up you know i'm ready for some trips we were uh, planning some family vacations last night you know my my family extended family we all get together and go on a big vacation so we were having fun last night trying to pick out where we're going normally we go to like gatlinburg or somewhere like that and we're, we're gonna try something new this year so that was fun where are you going I don't know. There's there's some spots in pennsylvania near where my brother lives that uh, i think it's called jim thorpe something and mm-hmm. it's like a it's like a mini Gatlinburg without most of that touristy stuff. It's like all the crazy more, traffic. Yeah, that that part's crazy. But um, you know, Gatlinburg has a lot for the family and stuff. Yeah. So it's I mean, it's not where you or I would pick to go. But when we've got our kids with us, you totally. got to keep them entertained. So. Totally, kids are uh, the driving force behind yeah. the vacation. Yeah, I was actually telling my mom about the market, which is what we're gonna you know be talking about today, um, and and. Uh, how hot it is and and um, yeah the weather has not slowed the stock or excuse me the real estate market it's crazy uh, one bit it's her, uh, it's bananas her, we bought her con- i bought her a condo what mm-hmm. was that eight years ago probably for eighty three thousand dollars and we, we put 20 grand in it right. to, to get it going there's a pe- there's one pending in her neighborhood right now at 219 so it's more than doubled in value, which, you know, people in California who are listening to this, you know, that might not seem like much, but we don't experience 100% appreciation in eight years in Indiana normally. So well, kind of what got us you know, started on this topic, you know, we were talking about some of uh, the social media posts that we saw from the weekend. And I'm actually a really good friend with a real estate agent. He actually introduced my wife and I, right. He used to be a personal trainer. He's a real estate agent now. Yeah. Very close friend, but he's a very successful retail real estate agent in town. And he listed on Facebook this morning that he, or last night, he had a crazy weekend with his new listing, 23 offers that he got over the weekend on a listing here on the north side of Indianapolis. I have another friend from church who's a retail real estate agent posted 37 showings on a new listing over the weekend and nine offers. And I've never seen anything like this in my career. I know you haven't either. We've been in business almost the same amount of time. Right. It's uh, it's kind of even hard to gauge ourselves at times because, I mean, I've just – it's it's so crazy. I sold my house in, in three hours. 
at full price in October. Um, you know, yeah. it's uh, it's really something. So that that really, you know, spurred our interest. All these anecdotal stories, and and it made us realize that even with all the data and all of you know being in this day by day, you know, it's hard for us to kind of peel back the onion layers. But um, so we thought most people are probably even more in the dark than us, and so we'd give our impressions on why the market's so hot. What are the factors that are doing that? What we might see coming up um, if this market cools or if it would heat up. Um, just, just kind of, we don't obviously have a crystal ball, but, you know, based on the data and, and the markets that we have been through and similarities between all of them, um, kind of what we see for the outlook. So we think that that should help folks in making decisions, both with investment properties and even folks who are, who are listening, who are interested in purchasing their own home, you know, what could be to come, mm-hmm. um, what to look for and, and why the market is the way it is it should be hopefully good information for them. Yeah, at the at the onset of it, the if you break it if you break it all the way down, there's obviously just a lot more buyers than there are sellers, and there's you know a huge inventory. You know, I wouldn't say problem, but just more of a lack of inventory in our market, in all markets, really across the country. That uh, it's just it's amazing how many people are out there buying homes. So, I guess to dive into that. Why is there so many more buyers than there are sellers in this market? Well, we, we know of a few factors that are, are really the driving force. And, and really, there's the top one is, in, in our mind, is the financial aspect, which is money is really cheap. It's very cheap to get a mortgage. So my parents' first mortgage in 1988 in Florida was 18% interest. So their payment on a house that they paid 80-something thousand dollars for was... I don't even know. Let's say it was $1,000. Well, now that same $1,000 payment at interest rates in the threes, even some people sneaking into right. the twos, you know, you can buy a lot more house per your dollar right now. If you look at it, and, and the way of the world now, especially in America, is based on payments. It's how you pick your car. It's how you pick your house. No doubt. And so when you're able to buy a lot of house for a smaller pay, for a small payment because interest money, people are out there buying beautiful homes for very small payments and it's very attractive and it drives a lot of people into the market, you know, especially people who've, you know, living in an apartment and they're paying $1,500 a month rent, $1,600 a month rent. That same payment can get them a beautiful big house compared to what it could have bought them 10 years ago. Even Right. You know, um, so that's the main factor, obviously. Now there's a lot of other factors. People are spending a lot more time at home. So when COVID hit, you know, we, what did you you say? Well, I think that when COVID first hit, you know, I've got a tendency of being a chicken little. Um, and I think that, that that that's always served our partnership very well because you've been you've been all gas and I've been all I've, 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 I'm applying a lot of breaks. Right. You know, uh, the other There's way I'm saying those it is, that I'm a, uh, is I'm a wuss, you know, right. um, but uh you know, so when COVID first broke out, I mean, I was I was scared, you know, from uh, from the aspect of, you know, uh, people wouldn't be investing in real estate, people wouldn't be buying real estate, tenants wouldn't be paying their rent payments. You know, I uh, I was ready to jump in and make sure that we had we had a plan together for you know, all of these things hitting, but it just didn't it didn't slow down. I mean, the the Fed came out, you know, they kept interest rates low, they promised to keep them low. Um, and you know, we, there was some stimulus money that, you know, helped drive it. Um, but 
really what COVID did, and because we were in something that was so unforeseen, you know, even our office, we were at home, you know, in front of our, uh, in front of our TVs and our home offices, our entire, our entire office was, was working from home and many, many, many offices, uh, you know, businesses around Indianapolis and the country and the world, you know, we're now at home working remotely. And I think that brought a new sense of what home, you know, meant, which I think that's one of the positive things that came from the pandemic is maybe it instituted some more family values that we were, that we've been lacking right. as a as a society for a while, but uh, you know, home became much more important through COVID, which you know added to the demand. And I, you know, from what I hear, there's lots of people that will be that will are continuing to work from home. That they've done away with the office. Sure, um, it's a paradigm shift. It may not just be this one little short blip in the, you know, people reacting, and and life will obviously continue to return more and more to normal, but. You know, there's been a shift from what we understand in the business world of mm-hmm. folks working from home. And, you know, I, I really understand the, va- the value, the commodity of a, a home and a yard is much more valuable than it used to be because I bought my dream home right before COVID hit. Mm-hmm. And I had just finished remodeling it. And um, I my dream home is real simple. It's basically a little lake cottage here in, in town, but it's on a full acre on a beautiful lake with koi ponds in the backyard and a yard. And I value it so much. You got in at the right time too. I know right before this, but I can't imagine not having that space, you know, right. I'm lucky. Um, My family, I've got two teenage daughters and most people are like, Oh, teenage daughters. We like hanging out. I'm scared to death. Yeah. I got two and four year old daughters. I've got a while. I I mean, uh, I got off easy because they're a lot like their mom (laughs) and she's, she's easy, you know? So I had it easy, but we've enjoyed being together and it's been neat and having a place to do it that we love is, has been special. So anyway, the, the commodity of a yard and a house and square feet has become more valuable, um, for legitimate reasons, you know? And then you mix in the fact that people who are in a home, they don't want to sell it. So there's a lack of supply. And the people that do want to sell it, they're hesitant to. They don't want to have people coming through their house during this. Strangers coming and going, you know. So so you've got that lack of supply, increased demand, and increased perceptive value of the product. And that feeds to a hot, hot, hot market. It does. And I think that another thing that you can attach to COVID, and it's important to note, um, the supply chain for building materials has become very challenging. Um, you know, I, I, we do some development. Um, thankfully, we've been we've we've closed out our developments. I'm not really in the market to build anything right now because right of now. building materials. But uh, you know, me and my wife, we we have land, and um, you know, we're interested in building a, right. a house back behind where we're at now. And looking at the building prices, it's 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 you you're getting a lot less house than what you did, even. 15 months ago. Sure. But what it has done uh, with the supply chain being challenging, building materials going up, it costs a lot more to build new houses. And because it costs a lot more to build new houses, it drives prices of existing houses up as well. Right. It sure does. Um, So it's, you know, I sold my house in October. Right. And the house just to the south of us, you know, sold two months prior, almost the same size you know, we listed it, you know, a lot, $40,000 more than what it sold for. Right. Um, and I knew I was really pushing what it would appraise for. 
So people say, oh, well, you sold it in three hours. You feel like you didn't uh, sell it for enough. I'm like, well, you know, at some point the appraisal right. is going gonna, is gonna, is, is gonna to come in. But, you know, I think there's people everywhere that are thinking, my gosh, I'm selling my house for a lot more than, than what I thought. You know? sure. And that's, I think a lot of that is to, to building materials and, and how much it costs to, you know, to build a house. We look at that heavily for the investment world. You know, everyone looks at the cost to build as far as, you know, values for, for houses. And, and that's one of the selling points that we've had for many years is, you know, we, we sell investment properties at significantly below the cost to build mm-hmm. those same properties. And, and we're still able to do that only because the, you know, price to build has gone up faster than, you know, the market is appreciated. So, you know, that's a factor in the investment world too that we pay attention to. And, and those houses um, even if you have a 10% appreciation on a $100,000 house, it's, it goes up 110000 This, These factors matter more the more expensive you go, obviously. You know, it's, it's simple you know, statistics and math. But it, it matters for all of those. And so when you, on the investment side, you have a lack of supply also because we're, we're in a judicial states, and even states that aren't in a ju- judicial state, a lot of the trustees are shutting things down. But you know, foreclosures have been on hold. For a year and people don't realize what the market naturally looks like even in a healthy market people don't understand that there's 600 homes a month in marion county which is our central county that go through the sheriff's sale every month that are foreclosed on in a healthy market you know so that's that's came to a screeching halt they just stopped foreclosing on them so you know there's not a lot of houses for investors out there to buy and do this with we're still able to do them, you know, and find houses because we're very heavily in it and we dig deep and we go a lot of ways. And you were talking about our construction costs. Well, I think that, you know, on the investment side of things, you're not finding many houses to purchase that are just cosmetic rehabs. The reason being, if they need very little work, you've you've got such a strong owner-occupant um, market right now that the owner occupants are taking the homes that need little, you know, little work so far as, and investors, if, if you're in competition with an owner occupant, you're going to lose that battle 98 sure. times out of a hundred. So those homes are not available to us and to other investors. Right. So what we've seen is you're buying houses that, that need significant work. That's right. Um, you know, as far as our construction costs, you know, you're talking twenty five thousand plus, um, you know, twenty five to seventy five thousand is kind of the range of rehab that we have now, where that yep. used to be significantly lower. And when you're talking twenty five to seventy five thousand dollars in rehab costs for a home that is worth at max one sixty ish, right, one seventy ish, you know, you're talking substantial, substantial, you know, remodels. So I. That's what I see in the investment market. I'm sure you would agree. Yeah. So, you know, I always questioned these uh, foreclosure properties or investment. They look like investment deals that that sell for above what the house is worth after you put money in it. So say the house, when it's fixed up, will be worth 100000 mm-hmm. And it sells for 90000 but it needed $15,000 worth of work. That always blows me away. And you're seeing a lot of that. And I understand for a lot of folks, when they move in the house, they're going to change the things they want anyway. So who cares if the carpet's a little messed up? Because they wanted to put in vinyl plank flooring anyway. 
And so for them, it's, mm-hmm. it's no different. But at the same time, we're seeing people buy properties, investment properties that are in good shape, pay over market price for them. Right. You know, that's, that's how hot that is. And, and yes, we have tended to um, find more properties that are need significant rehabs. And one of the good parts about that for our clients is they're ending up with houses with a lot more new in them than normal, mm-hmm. you know. Um, you know, it, it's when you buy investment properties, you replace what needs needs replaced. But if the plumbing is ten years old, you're not going to replace all of the plumbing. There's no reason to. Right. However, in a lot of the houses we do now, you're getting all new systems and all new, you know, much more than typical. So there there's benefits to it too. And 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 is that because the rehab is is so substantial? I mean, you're already. You're already a lot of times busting out walls, or right? You're changing that's what I mean. the electrical you're anyway. Deeper. So I mean, it's just you're 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 peeling more, you know, layers, correct? You know, off and right. rebuilding it back, right? Right. Yeah. And it's it's a model that we saw, you know, in a lot of older markets, like say a Chicago. You know, you see a lot of the a ton in Chicago. Yeah, you see a lot right. of that where you people really do mm-hmm. large remodels. And for our market, it was a lot of more co- cosmetic for many years, but. Um, and that will come back eventually. Oh, I mean, when we when we first started doing turnkey, it was rare that we had a remodel that lasted over two weeks. That's right. Carpet uh, and paint a lot of the time. That's it. You know, but now owner occupants are snatching those up, and and in order to get good investment properties for our clients, that's that's what we have to do is these bigger projects. And it's been interesting. It's been yep. you can make some pretty cool houses. I think the end product is cool, is better. Right. Our end product right now is better than it was in the past. You know. I, it was great in the past, but we're able to do a little more stuff because the rehab's bigger. Mm-hmm. So, um, so what do you see for kind of the future? I think that it's the hardest it's ever been to predict. Um, and I've told all of my clients, all of my friends, that when you're in a market climate that we have – been involved in investment real estate for as long as we have and had such a good pulse on the market. And when it's hard for us to predict and it's hard for us to explain, um, I feel like that there's something coming. You know, uh, it, it can't um, look up, you know, 37, you know, showings, nine offers, 23 offers, right. you know, on these, on these places. That's not, I mean, that's so crazy from what we were used to. It's so crazy. It is. Um, that there's no, yeah. that's sustainability is impossible. So what's going to happen immediately is that the inventory is so low, you're going to see a lot of real estate professionals have bad years for 2021. There's nothing to sell. Right. Um, you know, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna see that. Um, what will eventually happen, rates have only one place to go. Um, right. They're not going to jump super fast, so it's not going to, you know, you're not going to go up uh, 2% you know, uh, in, in one, in one uh, pop from the Federal Reserve, but they will start to inch up. Um, inventory levels will um, slowly, you know, in, increase. I mean, like I said, it can't, it can't sustain, right. it can't sustain this. Um, you know, who knows what's, what's happening with the worldwide pandemic. So that's a wild card that no one, that right. no one, no one can explain. But um, so I, th- I think it's it's pretty standard agreement in our industry that a lot of the f- the feeling the undercurrent right now is that we expect a cooling of the market. Now we don't have a crystal ball, obviously. We're looking at the data. We're looking at the possible rate changes. 
And we see that there's, and also depending what happens with the global pandemic, you know, people could be more comfortable, um, you know, listing houses and and not be as worried about buying houses. But no matter what happens, we kind of see a cooling of the market in the, the short term, meaning in the next year. So, you know, for the next year, we see that there could be a cooling of the market. Now, that's kind of what we see coming. There's a lot of factors that can change that. Now, we also see there's some there's some reasons that you should prepare um, for an even sharper cooling of the market that we see. Um, you know, we don't know what it is, but in, historically, when you see increases of this type, you typically see, if you look at any of those charts, you typically see a cooling and then some sort of factor will drive it back down a little. And you're saying you just don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. So would it be safe to like go back to like, uh, and refer like to the stock market of 2008 and the the, great example, the the, Bear Stearns, the Bear Stearns collapse. Great example. You know, then of course, then the, the the mortgage meltdown, there's obviously you know, a lot there. of factors. No one saw that coming. Right. Um, well, a couple of people. Yeah. Big short. Yeah, that's true. But, but, that's true. Yeah. But other than that, the factors are much different right now. There's some fundamentals in our in in the market right now that are very strong. Mm-hmm. There were some fundamentals in those markets that were not strong. They were hidden. So I don't see as much of a fear in the market as that. However, anytime you see hot markets like this and then in interest rate increase, you see cooling things happen. And, and with all the unknowns in the, in the business world right now, there could be a lot of triggers that could cause a, a little pullback. So I think the hardest thing for people to navigate is if a person thought that they were going to want to sell anywhere in the next three years, now's the time to do it. You're it's, it's the way properties are moving um, the, the, the values, you know, I think now is the time to sell, but the tricky part of it is, is where do you go? Correct. I mean, if you're building a new house, I mean, building materials are up and then, you know, do you, right. do you sell and cash in to overpay for something that you move into, you know, for me and looking at the market, the buying cycles of the consumer are just, are just so puzzling to me. And I'm going to go off to a completely different topic of than housing, we are looking for cars for our office. Um, oh and, my! You know, so God, so, so you know, we have we have cars that are five years old, and you know, we right. drive a lot for work, and right. you know, so we went out and and look, we have uh, uh, GMC Yukons, right? Um, and we first, you know, got discouraged by you know, the prices of everything is is so is has just shot up, but you know, the other thing is is that there's nothing on the lot. None. Um, and you asked the salesman when we were out, you know, what kind of discount do we get for <laughs> buying two? Right. For buying two vehicles. What did he say? He said, no, no discount. And I said, well, what, what, can what I get if a the 20, wheels? Can I get a 20 spot? You know, right. Anything? $20. Can I get a free shirt? Yeah. Nothing. Hat. No. Full price? Yes. Sticker price. Sticker price. Period. No. He said right. no floor mats. Right. No you floor, know, nothing. No, correct. And, and keep in mind, this isn't just one dealer. We went to three. Those are $78,000 vehicles, you know, no. and, and nothing. And they don't have any, mind you, no. either. No. And if you wanted to get a certain kind of wheels that a certain model that they had coming in didn't have, sorry, sorry about, about you. you. There it is. They literally said, sorry. I said, I don't like those shiny chrome wheels. 
you know, I, I just want ones that are amusing. He's like, well, you'll just have to buy them. And I said, well, you mean pay the difference between those? No, you have to buy them and then then you have to re- then you have to resell the wheels. Yeah, and, I said, and he said well, you can put them on eBay. This is the car dealership whose business it is. So right now, there's so much money out there; it's just crazy. So it's, it's not the time to buy, is what well, your point is. It is, and I think that you know listeners can say, "Well, why are they talking about cars?" You know, we're, right. we're, this is a real estate applies. show. But I mean, it's it's the the buying um, in consumerism right now is just it's so hard. To fathom, and you know they have they have eighty four month financing, to where you know consumers are upside right. down on their on their on their car payments, um, so, and I, I we see it you know in the rental aspect of uh, real estate, no one has any money, right? You know these people have all these great jobs, and you know there, there's no saving, and nobody has any money. It's just it, it. I could talk for hours on this. You know, I get worked up about this. When you see a report that fifty percent of Americans don't have enough money in their savings to pay mm-hmm. for a flat tire, yet everyone's living in these fancy houses, and you know, I said it at the beginning of this show, talking about everything is payment driven. Mm-hmm. So you don't look at what house you can afford, meaning you've saved up and can purchase it. You look at what payment you can make. Yeah. And I think that's that's you know that's a bigger picture, and I can go off on a diatribe for two hours and get on my soapbox. Oh, it's not. That's not how I live. Mm -hmm. You know, I was approved for X amount of a mortgage and I got a mortgage for literally one, uh, be one eighth Mm -hmm. of what I was approved for. That's how much of a mortgage I got. And I still feel bad about that. You know? And you know, there's just so many people that aren't like that. Right. Um, you know, this changed so much in generations. And I think you see it like with the, with the younger generation, you know, financial, um, education is just not taught, but, but, you know, going back to the real estate market, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in, I'm in real estate 20 years now. You're just over 20 years. Right. I've never seen anything like it. You know, when I first got into real estate in 02, 03, 04, 05, it was hot. Nothing, right. nothing like this. I, it's, uh, I think I would agree 100% on it being the time to sell. You know, it's just like stocks. You, you want to, you know, buy low, sell high. Now is high for real estate. It is, it's simply high. There's one little aspect of it though, where it's not, it's still below cost to build. It's still cash flows really strong. And it's that little niche that we really do focus mm-hmm. on, you know, those properties I really do. And it's not just cause that's what we help our clients do. We believe in them. Right. I think those are still a deal. You know, I think if we had another year of this market, we would probably tell our clients clients to cool down a little, you know, not be as aggressive. But, you know, those are still in that little buy box. You know, they're they're going well, up though. And I think, you know, with investment property, you're still, like you said, you're able to buy below the cost to build. And with the cost of materials going up yeah. for a lot of the owner occupant sales, there's still opportunity in the investment side. But like I said, it's houses that investors or ourselves are buying and putting a lot of money into where we take that guesswork out for a lot of people that, that, that buy turnkey homes off of us. Yeah, and just to be totally transparent, for the last two months, we really feel strongly about that little niche being a buy that we've bought more than we ever have probably in the history. Clint has been on a tear with um, lighting up our acquisitions director, and obviously we're a team, so I, you mm-hmm. know, backing that up with daily meetings, making sure we're offering on everything. So we're real hot on the buy mode, but when it comes to more expensive real estate and what traditional people are probably looking at, this market's a little hot. I wouldn't be too aggressive. At the same time, families need places to go if they're home a lot. Correct. And that's what's feeding it. So, 
It's a, it's a wild real estate market. It's definitely tricky to navigate. Like I said, great time to sell your house. If you're looking to sell your house, most likely you can have it done in a matter of days, if Apparently. not hours. Um, and many offers on, on, on properties that uh, multiple offer situations driving the price over list. It's, it's crazy. However, if you are looking to purchase a home, be a little bit more cautious. Values are a little overinflated, but interest rates are still very low. So there's a cost risk analysis that always has to be made. But um, it's been exciting to watch this real estate market. It it's uh, it's been busy for us. We have our phones have have rang a lot yeah. from investors and owner occupants. But so to, um, to summarize, it's hotter than it's ever been. You know the reasons are. You know, there's a lot of interest rates. COVID has driven people home, spending more time at home. The future, we could we see a possible cooling off. Um, now's a great time to sell. And if there's a big bump in the night, which usually there is every five to 10 years, there's something that'll bump the market and cause a scare. We could see a, a little bit uh, more of a drastic pullback. But, you know, we're, we're pretty uh, bullish on investment properties. We're pretty bullish on selling now. If you've got some heavy, big assets, Now's a great time to sell, mm-hmm. and um, and for the future, you know, we're gonna. There's always gonna be people out there doing what we do, trying to make it possible for everyone to uh, succeed in in whatever market conditions there are. You heard it from the lion's mouth. He's a very very smart man, and I do mean that. But uh, we're the homeboys. We're excited that you joined us today, and until next time, happy investing. <laughs>